0: Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash launch. Today on episode number 35 of the Podcast Review Show, we're looking at Fast Pitch Radio and FastPitch.TV. Thicken up your skin and get ready for a supersized serving of opinion.
1: Delivering constructive criticism and powerful praise, it's the Podcast Review Show. This is the podcast
0: that takes the guesswork out of first time impressions. You'll discover new podcasts while learning podcasting tips. Join in on the conversation via voicemail, email,
1: comments, and polls. It's all at our website, podcastreviewshow.com.
0: All right. Welcome to episode number 34 of the Podcast Review Show. I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me. Tonight, as always, is Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com, and we always like to start off the show reminding everybody that uh, what's being expressed tonight is a little thing called an opinion. It's just an opinion, and uh, we've been asked to share ours today with our uh, very special guest, and uh, Eric, tell us who our very special guest is.
1: Today, our very special guest is Gary Leland of Fast Pitch Radio, and uh, the Fast Pitch Radio show, you can find Gary at uh, fastpitch.tv. Is that correct, Gary? That is correct. Fantastic. Well, thanks for being here today. What we want to help you do is uh, spotlight those those parts of your show that we think you are knocking out of the park, uh, pun intended, and uh, identify the parts where we think might uh, be able to uh, use a little tweaking to help you improve what you're doing.
2: Sounds good. Uh, you know, I think the first thing is I'm just not doing it enough, but we're getting ready to go. And I got a new a guy to set up, uh, edit up my shows for me. I got five in the can almost uh, being worked on. So uh, we're getting ready to start coming out with them every month, every week again. So I thought this was a good time to get some professional guidance. Well, Gary, of, you, get on the mic and doing it.
1: You got to be one of the busiest guys I've ever seen because between the uh, the, the website uh, for fastpitch.tv for all of the fast pitch gear that you sell for the magazines that you're putting out, you have your hands full, my friend. Yeah,
2: I do a lot of stuff. I like working though.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. You know what?
2: I, I just spent all my time with my kids when I was young and I didn't work a lot. Now that my kids are gone and I'm older, I guess most people were taking off, but now I'm working. So I thought it was better to retire when I was young.
1: <laughs> so tell me about fast pitch. I work uh, when I'm old. Tell me about fastpitch.tv. Who is the target audience?
2: it's uh coaches and parents it's really not players they they don't care you know <laughs> fast pitch softball girls Well, they don't they, they they play softball every weekend they practice three days a week last thing they want to do when they're not doing softball is watch it or read about it i mean to be honest with you it's like 80 uh, percent adults that watch our show and i'd say 70 percent of them are coaches
1: yeah, I think that's probably pretty common in most youth sports. I coach a couple myself. I coach uh, uh, ho- hockey at a couple different levels, and I coach lacrosse as well, and they're the same way. They'd much rather get out and play and beat each other up than uh, get online, read about it, learn about it.
0: what uh What inspired you to start your podcast?
2: Um, well, you know, I, I started it back in 2004, Wow, you know, as, as an info commercial. Uh, originally, um, you know, it was, uh, the, the fast pitch radio show podcast, which was kind of an info commercial. And then, you know, it was like, I was doing a lot of podcasts. So I did a radio podcast, the audio version too. So, so basically, you know, the, the fast pitch radio show is just another version of the video version that I do for people who want to listen instead of watch. And uh, usually when I do the video version, because of bandwidth space, you know, I may do a, an hour clinic in there or an hour conference or interview. But uh, I, only, I break it up into two episodes on the Fast Pitch TV show just because of the bandwidth. Uh, so on the Fast Pitch radio show, since so it's, it's just the audio, I can do it all as one show. And, and I kind of took a break off. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Is the Fast Pitch TV show online only?
2: Um. Well, it's on roku and
0: uh i, I guess well, I what I mean it, is it's it's available as a download in iTunes as well, right, or is it just on oh, yeah, like, yeah. youtube
2: yeah it's, it's download in iTunes we've got an app for it it's on Roku it's on boxy it's a lot of places i mean it's uh, on YouTube we get most of our viewers are on youtube uh i don't think I don't think fast pitch softball people are very technically advanced, you know so our downloads really picked up when we put it on YouTube some years ago, even though it's been on fat on as a podcast, maybe three times as long as it has been a download on YouTube as a podcast has probably had a million downloads. And as a YouTube, it's had 2 million.
1: Wow. Wow. Those are some great numbers. Now, down. Do you use your shows basically to direct people back to the retail locations and the website, the uh, the gear website?
2: Well, we use the show for two part. Yes, yeah, to sell stuff. Everything I do, just about is to sell stuff. I mean, so we use it to. We what we do is we give them a discount code. Um, right now, what we're doing is that they text in uh, a certain set of letters we will text them back a, a discount code that they can use at checkout and they get some $30 off softball back. And uh, then that way we get to get, get to collect their text or their phone number for texting messages to them. And then we also promote the uh, fast pitch magazine. So we're, pr- we're promoting the store and the magazine. And then again, the magazine promotes the store,
1: you know, for the most part. And you use the podcast to promote both. Right
0: nice the one question i had i was looking at um fast pitch softball radio which is just the audio version it looks like you had a hiatus from august of 2013 to march of 2014 was that just because oh, yeah was that just because baseball season was it was the office
2: this is because i i don't like doing audio i like doing video even though everybody bitches and points about that the most i really enjoyed video and uh, i don't like messing with the audio uh, matter of fact, I'm going to pay someone to do the audio version now uh, of it, even though I can do it. I just uh, – I don't know why I like doing video. I don't like doing audio. And I think actually uh, I was listening to Cliff Ravenscraft, of all people, not of all people, but he's – I mean it's just weird. I was listening to him about something else, his show, and he had some chef on his show. And his chef started talking about how he uh, did a video show, but he started doing an audio podcast and about the numbers picking up. And I said, man, I need to reprive that show. And I did a little bit of it and messed around. And, uh, now I've kind of like made a commitment. I'm going to do it. I've, like I said, I've hired someone already. I've, uh, got the first, um, the the majority of the uh, stuff for the first five episodes done for him to start texting. So, or start working on. So I'm going to try to make a commitment to keep doing it this time. But yeah, I just took a break on it. Um, I was a pod fader, and now I'm back. <laughs> but, you know, I think in 2008, I, I, I was claimed as the king of the pod faders, so I wanted to keep that going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is you're not afraid to try. You know, you'll just see what happens. So one of, one of the things we always do is uh, we like to listen to the, the first five minutes, the beginning of your show, just so uh, anybody listening can, can get a taste of it. And uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, let her rip here. And uh, this is uh, episode, now this is episode 39, who, well, tell us a little bit about Jenny Finch.
2: Jenny Finch is probably the most uh, known softball pitcher, As softball goes. She's um, done a really good job of marketing herself. She was a two-time Olympian. Uh, thing about most, the thing about softball is it has no real history among players. So if you go ask a baseball boy who Babe Ruth is, most of them are going to know. If you ask a kid, softball kid who was the pitcher in the Olympics uh, two times ago, they are not they going to accept Virginia Finch because she's done such an excellent job of promoting herself. She really has. And she's great looking the boot.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say, and she's, she's not <laughs> ugly.
2: Yes, and she's super nice. But every year when I go to the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association, seems like every year for the last three years we've done a, a interview. And so I put that up as my video interview. And then I pull that out and the, the audio strip it and put it back in and do a, a audio version too.
0: Well, got it. Well, let's, uh, let's listen to a little bit of this. Hi, this is Dr. <laughs> Dot Richardson, two-time Olympic gold medalist. And you're listening to Gary on the fast pitch softball show. Faster than a speeding bullet. Able to round the bases before the ball is caught. Where the balls are more yellow than a submarine. We all live living. The submarine. <laughs> I don't get it. Welcome to the Fast Pitch Radio Show. Now, a man who knows more about softball equipment than anybody in the world. Here's Gary.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Fast Pitch Radio Show. I'm your host, Gary Leland. And I'm broadcasting from the beautiful Fast Pitch TV studios located in beautiful Arlington, Texas. Now, if you've discovered this show while you were exploring the Internet, please, please visit my website located at FastPitch.TV. It's not FastPitchTV.com. There is no .com. It's just FastPitch.TV. Now, Fast Pitch TV is the place to find all the past episodes of this show. And the place to keep up with future episodes too, the Fast Pitch TV website. Well, it's really a great website for fast pitch softball fans. It's a directory of all my shows. This site it has a great selection of free videos and blogs, and it all dedicated to one thing and one thing only. And that one thing, well, it's fast pitch softball. Hey. Do you have an iPhone or an iPad or maybe an iPod Touch? If so, you really need to take a look at the magazine I have created just for the Apple iPhone iPads and stuff. Now, you can find this at FastPitchMagazine.com. And I can say with all certainty that this is the best magazine on the planet for fast pitch softball. That's right, the planet Our writers, which include Kat Osterman, Natasha Watley, Stacey Mayo, Rob Cruz, and so many others, are the best you will find anywhere, the best writing staff on the planet, too. At this time, the Fast Pitch Magazine, well, it's only available on the iPhone, iPad, and the iPod Touch, so Apple devices. But I hope to change that in the very near future. Like I said, you can take a look for yourself at FastPitchMagazine.com. Now, on this episode of the Fast Pitch Radio Show, I am bringing you an interview I just recorded with former Olympic pitcher Jenny Finch. And the thing that is so, so cool about this particular interview is the fact that all the questions came from you, the fans, of the Fast Pitch TV's Facebook page. Now, you really should become a fan of the Facebook page we have. It's a great place to keep up with our our new shows as they come out. And everything else that we do, basically. Now I am doing so much that that fast pitch TV is just a place to see it all. On interviews like this one, now I post on the Facebook page a couple of weeks before I do the interview, and I ask the, the the people who use this page, the fans of the page, the questions, and that they can answer, give me questions to ask the guest. Now let me ask you this: How many opportunities do you have to ask Jenny Finch a question, as you will hear in this interview? A lot of my Facebook fans get that opportunity. Now, Just if you want to join up, just go to Facebook.com slash Fast Pitch TV and become a fan of the page. Join the page. Then you'll get involved. Now, let's listen to the interview with Jenny right after this message. Strike three. You're out of here.
0: Honey, you missed it. Lauren had her first perfect game. They won three to nothing. I can't believe you had to work. Yes, I know. You were right. I agree. Those training aids from pitchingaids.com have really helped. Yes, the strike zone mat is great, but I think the workouts with the weighted softballs have also helped a lot. Yes, I know. Yes, pitchingaids.com is the best place to buy training aids for pitchers. After all, they were the first website on the internet to cater just to pitchers. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to get online as soon as I get home and do a little shopping at pitchingaids.com. Pitchers train harder than everyone else on the team, and there are more training aids available for pitchers than all other positions on the team. See the large
2: selection of training aids available just for pitchers at pitchingaids.com. Well, Jenny, thanks for joining us today on the uh, Fast Pitch Radio Show. This is our second year of interviewing you, getting a regular thing here. And how are you doing today? Doing
0: good, thank you. And just when we get to the interview, that's the end of the five minutes. But uh, we always like to play the first five minutes. We just stop it there. So it's nothing against Jenny. But uh, Eric, what what did you think at the beginning?
1: I thought your uh, your opening is nice and concise. I see a lot of podcasts that uh, try and layer too much in the opening. They have like three different opens before the the host actually comes on. And I like the way that you you uh, incorporate the testimonial at the beginning, just the kind of the 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 social validation from the the pl- the plug at the beginning, and then you roll into the produced open and then right to you. Uh, I thought the open moved pretty quickly and. And, uh, you have some solid production elements and I see that throughout the entire show. I think your show is very well produced and very tight.
0: Yeah, that was me. I, uh, I, I liked the, the only thing that I was worried about when I listened to it was potentially being sued for using Beatles music and, uh, <laughs> who's, who's, the guy who's, who's the guy that does center field? Um,
2: yeah, with the Creedence, Creedence guy, yeah. I kind of figured they'll just shut me down is what they'll do. They'll tell me to quit (laughs) using it. I don't think they're going to sue me. I think they'll say, quit using that. And I'll say, okay.
0: Yeah, beg for forgiveness (laughs) instead of ask for permission because I I know two people that have gotten, you know, basically real music on their podcast. And it took them like nine months to go through all the, the legal ramifications and red tape and Contracts because record labels have no idea what to do with a podcast. So,
1: yeah, none at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian, Brian
2: Ibbett knows the scoop on that.
0: Yeah. But I, I know uh, Dan Miller from 48 Days and uh, Michael Hyatt. Uh, I know Dan, when I talked to Dan Miller at New Media Expo, it took him nine months of sending back emails and contracts and they would send it back. And it was like, no, this is not what I, it's a podcast. It's not a radio show. So it took him a long time to, uh, to do that. But no, I like that. I love the fact. To me, the fact that you've had these ads... Now, now, are these ads that run anyplace else? Like, are they used on, like, local radio stations or anything? Or is this just for the podcast?
2: Yeah, it's just some ads I made up with my daughter for the podcast.
0: So that's just you? That's not like you didn't, like, farm that out to somebody? No, no, I did that. That's Wow, that's impressive. Because I I was like, who did that, you know? Because it sounds like, you know, I was going to guess Music Radio Creative or somebody.
2: No, 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 I, I just... I had the time to do it it's just finding time so once I get something I keep it a long time
1: it's but, great uh, the, the production quality was fantastic on the commercials the commercials that you use throughout the entire show are solid
2: thank you. that's my neighbor next door the English guy at the end and then there's, <laughs> uh, there's another one that's my daughter and then she's talking about Lauren my other daughter
1: and, your daughter does the commercials on the video podcast too right the, uh, video, the TV show she does right. the video uh, commercials as well Correct. Correct. She's, she's
2: good. Yeah, she's real strong. So the, my other daughter is not quite as strong in front of the camera. Amanda is very strong in front of the camera. So I um, use her. Matter of fact, she was visiting this weekend before she left and said, hey, we got to go in the other room. We got some <laughs> audio stuff to record for the, uh, the show coming back out
1: uh, on a on a different subject. So you
2: didn't think it was.
1: Uh, before we jump back into the uh, introduction, one other question about your video. Do you shoot the video show at your house?
2: Yes, my upstairs is now a studio, and one wall is the green screen. And uh, it's, a, it's a weird setup I've set up, uh, but it's kind of like I have a desk in there, and I've made a special contraption to hold my cameras and teleprompter, and it's made to be pretty compact in there, but it's, uh, it's a pretty good-sized room. But, yeah, I do it all upstairs.
1: Yeah, it looks like great quality for shooting it there at home. One other point about the introduction there, I wish uh, – I- me a little earlier in the show, teasing me that, um, that the interview with Jenny was coming up. It felt like you went through maybe two or three or four, um, commercial sort of messages before we got to, Oh, by the way, Jenny's on the show today. That's really the only, um, the only critique I had of the open. I thought everything else in the open was solid and very well put together.
2: And I agree with you 100%. And uh, by listening to your show, which I think is a great show, as a matter of fact. Thanks. um, uh, I don't subscribe to a lot of um, podcast shows, but yours is one of them I do subscribe to. And and Dave's, and Dave knows how I feel about his. But anyway, I heard you talking about that, and I've already changed it up on the new ones that are coming out so that right off the bat, after after the intro, right when I start talking – I was going to say, and on today's show, later you're going to hear an interview from Jenny Finch, but before we didn't, didn't start doing some talking, because, you know, I, I figure my way of thinking is I'm giving someone, you know, for free half an hour to an hour of something they can't get anywhere else if they like this type of information, which is a small niche. But if they like this information, they're going to like the meat, I call it, which is the middle, which is the interview. Yeah. So I figure that I'm entitled to throw a few minutes of bread on the outside since they're not paying me anything for the meat.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't so have any problem with that. you, uh, including the commercials up front at all. I think that's that's wise. It would be like watching uh, late night talk shows here in the States where if you're watching uh, uh, Jay Leno or any of those shows uh, at the beginning, they say, here's who's coming up. And, uh, you know, they're they're celebrity guests later in the show. But those celebrity guests don't come on for a half hour into it. They They start off with a whole bunch of other stuff at the beginning. But at least they tell you who's on the show.
2: Right. And I agree with you though. I ne- I definitely need to do that. And um Yeah, I agree hundred percent.
1: Dave, what do you got? I'm glad
2: you liked uh, the basic outline of it.
0: <laughs> well the um the thing that I liked about the commercials is number one, they were entertaining. Like in this case it's you're listening to somebody on the phone. So it wasn't just this Sunday, Sunday kind of thing. Um and even though and, and the fact the other thing that drives me crazy on if you go to like Hulu or some of these places where you're watching stuff online and it's like, if I have to see that Chrysler commercial one more time, cause they'll play the same commercial over and over and over. So I thought you did a good job of, of mixing up the the fact that it wasn't the same commercial. And even if it was for, I think they're all for different stuff. You have like, you have the first of everything. It's like the, the first podcast about this and the first that. So, you know, and when yeah. you did the podcast junk and then this, so, um, it, and yet, they were all, they were different, but they were all still focusing on fast pitch softball. So to me, I used to listen to one podcast. It was about web design and I almost enjoyed their commercials as much as the content because I was always learning about new resources that I was unaware of. So is, to me, as long as an advertisement fits your audience, I think they don't really mind that much as long as they're not you know, a Leo Laporte 20-minute Audible commercial because he just keeps going on and on and on and on and
2: on. Uh, Yeah, I think my commercials are all around 20 to 30 seconds. Yeah. I mean, they aren't really long.
1: Get in and out. A lot of the podcasts I listen to, uh, in radio we call it voiceover music, where they just, they have a script, they want to get you to buy something, and they slam some music underneath it so it doesn't sound dry, and all they're doing is pitching their wares. Uh, It sounds like your commercials are very much... Um, two-person commercials or uh, there's a little story through them. There's a little script there. There's some playing off each other. It's something other than just voiceover music. It's more creative than that. And I think that makes your commercials in your show unique to other podcasts and really sucks the listeners into it. It's not like, oh, here comes Gary trying to sell me something again. It actually adds some entertainment value to the show.
2: Did y'all hear the one about the home run?
0: Uh, I don't, if don't remember. If that's in this episode, we did.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it should be in this episode where she hits her home run and they go, wow, your daughter can hit the ball. Well, I got that bad. So. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I remember exactly. That. Well, yeah, those, yeah, that's, that's my
2: other neighbor. It's that's my neighbor. They go to the house, I make them go upstairs and say, read these in the microphone, these lines.
1: <laughs> you know, when I'm talking about podcasts, I talk a lot about theater of the mind and that's what your commercials do. They create, they put your listener right there at the ball game you know they're hearing the sounds of the game the crack of the bat and and then you're like you can do that too put the bat in your hand and uh that's what your commercials do they create that theater of the mind it's just not a script pitch and wares. well the other I'll th- yeah. oh, go ahead dave i'm sorry
0: well i was just gonna say the the other thing i liked about the the show that i thought was a really great idea was and I'll, I'll play this clip and, and you mentioned at the beginning is that you got questions from your facebook group well, now
2: i've got uh, we went to our facebook page which is uh, facebook.com slash tv for those listening out there I, whenever i'm going to interview someone i post all the uh, posted on there so people can ask questions and i've got quite a few questions here we're going to try to go through some of them real quick and uh, from your fans and fans of the show so are you okay. ready to hit these I'm ready, let's do it. Okay, Taylor wants to
0: know, what was the most difficult pitch to learn? And that was, so I just, I heard that, I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. Um, Now, the only thing I wanted to ask is, this is an older episode. This was episode number 39. You took your little break, and now you've come back. Are you using the same gear?
2: No, I'm not. Matter of fact, when I listened to that one, that was a phone interview. That was not one I did in person, and that was kind of a weird deal. Uh, I had to go through i couldn 't talk to her personally straight. I had to go through this call service that they set up um, so I called in to a call service thing and recorded and she called in the call so it wasn't really my equipment uh, that was uh, messed up on
0: that well I, I, I thought actually for, was yeah for a phone call it was okay. I just to me it sounded like you didn't have a pop filter was my only thing and it wasn't wasn't hugely. Like oh my gosh, kind of I just was like hmm, I wonder, and I just thought you know what this was recorded a year ago. I bet he's probably changed up a little bit. Or, no, I,
1: I didn't have a pop filter. There. Okay, yeah, so yeah. it's probably just the way the call was connected. Just yeah, kind of that'd be my guess.
2: And, you know that um, Facebook asking my fans really came out because. You know, that was the best way to get questions. You run out of questions after a while. And if you're interviewing someone, someone like her is worth interviewing every year. It's always one of my highest listen to or watch shows. So you want (laughs) you want to come up with some new questions. So those fans come up with a lot of questions I wouldn't have thought of. So that works real good. Then again, we're over 40,000 likes on our Facebook page. So it's easy to get uh, a lot of input from people now. You know, once you start getting up to that many likes. But it's great questions.
1: I love the Facebook thing too, because the Facebook really takes your community and, and strengthens it. It, it weaves the questions, weaves the whole show into your community. So now people who have posted questions on Facebook are hanging out to see if their question gets asked. Um, and, and you're asking exactly what your listeners want to know. I thought using the Facebook questions, uh, was a great idea, really kind of fostered that whole sense of community that you're trying to create with the with the Facebook or the uh, the podcast the video show the online store the whole thing just tied it all together nicely it's a great way to get your listeners involved well I'm
2: glad I'm watching the impetus scared I was gonna be uh, torn apart here
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's coming Gary that's coming (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) The, um, the other thing that I liked here as you were setting it up is the way you set up the Fast Pitch magazine. Uh, you, you didn't just say, hey, I have this magazine with a lot of great Fast Pitch content. Go get it. You talked about how to use the Fast Pitch magazine. You said, hey, if you have an iPad um, or a, an iPhone, you can, get, you can pull up this magazine on your iPad and read it right there. And and you put me, you put the magazine in my hand as you were describing it, which I thought was a great way to get people involved with the magazine rather than just, um, rather than just talking about the, um, the ingredients in the box, you talked about the experience of actually reading the magazine, which was a a real nice way to set it up and sell it to your audience.
2: And two of the names that I mentioned are both uh, Olympic softball players, so. You know, they write for it. So I thought it built up credibility, too, having those. You wouldn't know those names. But for the listener, I thought that built credibility for them.
0: Well, that was going to be one of my questions is, you know, here we are. We're listening to episode number 39, and you've got this, you know, well-known uh, Olympic pitcher. How long did it take you to get that kind of caliber of guest? Like, what was, like, episode four about, you know, the, the early days of fast pitch?
2: Um, the earliest episodes were, were – Pretty much terrible, but they were uh, <laughs> just me calling uh, people, emailing coaches and saying, hey, can I have you on my show? Like the Baylor coach was one of my first one, Glenn Moore. Now I know him real well. But at the time, I just called him up and said, hey, I do this. I, I called it a radio show back then because no one knew what it was, and I didn't want to explain it you because know, they were not never going to find out anyway, and they didn't care. But uh, I called him, and it was it was a good interview. I just didn't know what I was doing. And uh, that was the first one. they were interviews with coaches that had been done over Skype, you know. So I've kind of done the same thing the whole time. But now the only, only real difference between now and then is I'm rehashing material that I'm already videoing for the Fast Pitch TV show. So I'm repurposing it, where back then it was strictly for the radio show. So I took off a long hi and started doing video only, you know. So I have tons of video in the can I can pull stuff like this from.
1: I thought in episode 40 where you just uh, replayed Pat Murphy's uh, acceptance speech when he got entered, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, at first, I was a little confused by it because I wasn't familiar with who Pat Murphy was. Uh, but once we got into the speech and him talking about his girls and his team and and coming up and everything, I it was inspiring. I really enjoyed listening to that and the way you wrapped it up. Um, I thought that was a a great little episode as well. I know it's not the episode we're listening to, but uh, just my two cents for one of the more recent episodes there.
2: And and that uh, video, as a matter of fact, that was from the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association's Hall of Fame Banquet at their national convention. And uh, one of the first things I did when I started doing video was call them and say, hey, can I come out and film stuff and I will uh, promote you on it? You know, And they were like, oh, yeah, come on out. And so at my own dime, I would go out to events and uh, get, get information and video uh, information. Now, and now you know, I've got such a good relationship with them. We do a banner trade on our sites. You know, I promote them. They promote me. They sent me those videos. They had a video crew there they had paid from the hotel. So they sent me the videos for the video show, which I got the audio from. So I didn't even have to do that uh, video because they, they see the value in what I do. And uh, the, how it promotes them. And they even gave me a booth at the exhibit hall, you know, to uh, promote the, the show. So that relationship's turned out real well, uh, only because they see a value in what I do for them. And then in return, I get tons of valuable stuff that I need.
1: You yeah, know? that's a, a great way. So many people want to find unique content that's unique to their show and figure out how to get more traffic to their to their site and to their show and that's you're doing both right there you're getting great content um, that other people are producing you're just you're just going and collecting it for your show and then you're getting the the coaches association who your show's really targeted at coaches and and parents and getting them to promote your show so I, it's a win win all the way around right there that's a great idea
2: and. Uh, the, the association opened the door for me for the college world series. I tried for two years to get press passes, no luck at all. They gave me this run around, uh, you got to have all these things and stuff. And, uh, I'd gotten to know the the head person there and I called her. I just called her on the phone and said, Hey, I want to go to this event. Do you know anyone there? She made one phone call and I had a phone call in five minutes going, Oh, you'll have press passes this year, Gary. And I've had press passes and field passes for the camera ever since. This year, I've got we've got two people coming, and we're staying at the Press Hotel. So, uh, in fast pitch softball, we've developed into, but and this relationship with them is a big reason why. But we've developed into the, the, you know, softball show guy
1: thing. That's great. Yeah, I know how hard it is to get the to get press passes. We have the College World Series, men's college World Series here in Omaha, and uh, getting anybody to take your call to get a press pass for the men's college World Series takes an act of Congress.
2: You know, that's the way it was for me until this person yeah. made the call. And then it was th- the heavens parted and the gates opened. And, <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> like, yeah, you got it. Matter <laughs> of fact, they let me do more interviews <laughs> and special stuff. And it's just amazing how that's worked out. But, you know, it was, wasn't was a relationship I built with the College World Series. It was the relationship I given the association yeah. that's involved in that sports, you know, well promotion, which they want. What association doesn't want promotion?
1: Yeah. Fantastic! Great ideas. Great ideas.
0: Well, it's it's kind of funny that the the meat and potatoes of this episode was your interview with with Jenny, and and the stuff that I liked about it is is like hard to describe in a clip. Like, how do you get a clip of Gary listening? You know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of the things I, I liked about it when I listened to it is I, I hear podcasters sometimes, and I'm probably guilty of this myself. You have an expert on on your show. And for whatever reason, you somehow have to get your two cents in to kind of go, me too. I know what I'm talking about kind of thing. Like I have to chime in too, to show that I'm the expert and I'm the host. And the thing I, I went back and listened and I was watching you in another episode, you do a great job of asking a question and letting your guest shine. And I was like, hallelujah. And, uh, you just let her talk and you had a great job. Even though you had the questions from Facebook pre-planned, it still sounded like a conversation. It wasn't an interrogation like, okay, and question number two. Uh, So I thought that was a a, a great way to do that on the episode that I think I actually watched one uh, like that. And um, obviously I think you said, send it on the video one that I watched. You have had her on the show three times. So there is a bit of a camaraderie, but even on this earlier show, I, I thought it was a good job of of getting out of the way of your guest.
1: I agree. I think uh, there are so many podcasters that I want to that tell their story. While to, so I think
2: that. Wow. Must go. Go ahead, Gary. No, no, I was just saying that took me a while to get comfortable with that. I was, I was at first the guy Dave was talking about.
1: Yeah, so many other podcast hosts want to tell their story. In the episode along with their guest rather than realizing they're, they have the guest on because that's going to be the content. And I thought you did a great job of that. I thought the Facebook questions were great too. There were, there were a few times in the interview where you would, when she would stop, you would say, okay, my next question is, and you'd roll into that where that kind of, that started to feel a little stiff to me in terms of reading the questions off the uh, off the page. But for the most part, you rolled question to question, and you would just say, you know, uh, after she would stop, you'd say, well, Terry from Terre Haute, she wants to know, and, and you'd read the question and then, and then Jenny would answer it. And I thought, I agree with Dave. I think you did a great job listening. And if there was a follow-up question to be had, you jumped in and uh, and asked that question at the right time. But I would just, as you're doing that, just kind of let the conversation flow and uh, and really get in the rhythm of it. For the most part, you do that. There were just a couple occasions where you would turn into interviewer guy with my next question is sort of, sort of thing.
0: Well, and that was the thing, that's a great point where you said, and that's why I thought, what a great job of of killing two birds with one stone when you would say, you know, uh, Jenny from, you know, Poughkeepsie wants to know. And I was like, wow, cool, because, you know, Jenny in Poughkeepsie is like going, wow, he used my question. Yay. And uh, so I thought it was cool to to bring your audience back in and without kind of like Eric was saying, it doesn't really like, OK, and next. It was a cool to just way to bring the audience in and just flow into that next question.
1: Cool. The one other thing uh, that I thought you might be able to to take some rough edges off, you have so much going on, Gary, with the magazine and the the merchandise site and the whole deal. You have it. what it, it felt like a million calls to action. You know, if you want to check out the blog, head over to the website. And if you want to get the gear, head on over to there. And if you want to see the TV show, that's over there. I, I got lost in all of it. And I would just recommend that you might have, one spot on the website that kind of directs everybody to everything. So if you're looking for gear or you're looking for the TV show or whatever it happens to be, go to fastpitch.tv and all of the resources are right there for you. If you're looking for gear, you're looking for anything, um, you're looking for tournaments, find it right there at fastpitch.tv. So that there's only one call to action. They, listeners don't have to make any decision on what they want to do. All they have to do is go to the website, and then the website can take them over to your softballjunk.com or where, any of the other places that you have. It's just kind of one little clearinghouse. Yeah, because I do give them a lot of call to action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of the website, I I, realized, I forgot to realize this. You can actually share screens, so I actually pulled up your website here, and I got to tell you, I know you are using Michael Hyatt's um, Get Notice theme, and I am dying for this thing to go public. I think it's another five days. I got to tell you, this is a oh. great looking website. Uh, Thanks. You've got a, a you know, everything because you again, you are the good news is everything fast pitch is here. The bad news is everything fast pitch is here. So how do you keep it? (laughs) How do you keep it organized? And I like the fact that you've got a nice clear menu up at the top for some of the things that, uh, you know, like your newsletter and the fact that you have a mobile app. And the thing I thought was really cool that here again, you kind of know your audience. Like you said, some of these softball people are not the most geeky people. So like when I go to your mobile app page, you've got a video showing you how to use your app. And I was like, man, there's somebody who thought this through. Because if nobody's using it, then they're not going to get any value out of it. So what's the point of having an app if nobody's using it? And if somebody's using it, it it's an easy way to go. Somebody's going, what are you watching? Oh, I'm watching TV," And then they can tell their friends about your app. But if they're not using it, so I just, when I saw that, I'm like, well, that's really, really cool. And the fact that you're not charging an arm and a leg for them, it's 99 cents. You know, come on, that's half a cup of coffee these days.
2: And yeah, I think uh, my highest app is $1.99. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are 99 cents. But then again, though, I've got a lot of ads in my material. So I'm just considering that a bonus that I'm getting 99 cents because I'm really wanting them to watch my my shows you know, for the fact that I'm going to be promoting stuff in it.
0: And I can see where you're using Pinterest. You've got a couple pin it buttons here when you bring things in. So it, it seems, number one, on the very top of your page, you have your primary um, social media. You've got your Twitter, your Facebook, LinkedIn, and Google+. And, uh, then I see when you scroll down, you've got them again, which is great because you do have a lot of content. So it might be here that I'm halfway down that I'm like, oh wow, this is really cool. And I can see you have, you know, some of the other ones you have here, you have Vimeo and, uh, you have your Pinterest down here and really you don't see a whole lot of ads until you get about halfway down your, your website. So, which is kind of good because if you think about it, if somebody scrolled down this far, they're pretty much interested in fast pitch. So they might want to check out softballjunk.com. And even the ads to me, they, you know, there's nothing flashing. There's nothing tacky. It's, uh, to me, I just like the, the layout and the fact that, uh, there's, you leave a lot of white space. You know, there's a lot of things here in the sidebar, but they're not really on. I'm guilty of that myself. I just cram stuff in there. So, and then I love the fact that you've got this countdown timer to the, the world series and, uh, I, I was looking and looking and I'm like, you know, you've got a place here for, uh, you got your speak pipe. So if people want to leave you messages, the only thing, if I were from a podcast standpoint, there isn't any mention of iTunes or, you know, but on the other hand, I understand on this website, primarily you're focused, like you said, on YouTube. So getting to your YouTube videos was a piece of cake. And you're, yeah, I don't think my
2: fans know what to do with iTunes. I know it sounds stupid to say that, but I really don't think they do.
0: Yeah. I mean. So that was my only thing. I was like, well, if if you're going to get more listeners for your podcast, they're not going to do it from this website because it's it's MIA.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I just went, well, okay, that would be something that, you know, because usually I'm looking for an iTunes button and a, and a play button. Well, the play button we got right here, so it's super easy to consume your your stuff, but it's like, and that's, uh, the, the beauty of podcasting, that's your choice. And, uh, at this point, it sounds like you know where your audience is and what they're doing. And if they want to find you on iTunes, sure, they I, can.
2: But I think on, uh, I think on the radio show, if you, um, if you're on the site, if you mm-hmm. go to, if you go to videos, cause I just threw it under there for right now and go to fast pitch radio show, I think if you look at the fast pitch radio show ones, it is there, um, to subscribe to really big above the fold. I'm not really big because nothing's really big, but I think I do have it on the Fast Pitch Radio Show episodes. Subscribe with iTunes right under the uh, image or right under the player.
0: Yeah, see, I don't even see a, a link for Fast Pitch Radio. I see videos. Oh, you know,
2: that's that's what I don't like about this theme.
0: Uh, that's the one thing
2: I don't like about this theme is you cannot have in your uh, categories there, you can't have categories in your, your top buttons there. You know, where in my old theme I had videos it and it could go to – And you could choose. I want to see the fast pitch TV show. I want to see the cranky coach. show. you you could choose. It was a drop down. They don't have that in this theme.
0: Uh, but I, I see here. I found an audio and I can see here. Yeah. Subscribe in iTunes.
2: And, uh, yeah, it just took me a second to think about that.
1: Got it. Eric, what did you think of, uh, Gary's website? The thing I love about the website is how clean it is. I think the theme is great. It, it puts everything there in a very clean, uh, sense. Um, one thing that confused me, it took me a few minutes to even realize that top menu bar was there because the menu bar that's that's lower under your logo and your picture that says um, blogs, books, backers, uh, and that sort of thing. I, th- I thought that was the menu bar, like the main menu bar. And then after I was on the site for a little bit, I noticed that there was that menu bar way up top. So the two menu bars kind of confused me. Um, but other than that, I thought the layout of the website was clean. I love how the ads over on the right, like Dave said, don't get all cluttered. It doesn't feel like I'm getting hit, uh, nine ways this Sunday with different ads on the website. Um, I did pull it up on my iPhone and I noticed that your voicemail, um, tab on the right kind of creeps into the text sometimes on an iPhone. And I'm not sure how to solve that issue, uh, because Dave's the tech guy, not me. <laughs> But it, it creeps into like the last couple letters of the of the paragraph. So as I was trying to read on my phone, I'd have to scroll up and kind of read above the send voicemail tab. Um, yeah, that, that's
0: SpeakPipe. Yeah, there's there's two ways to handle that. Either a you can you you leave it on the side and it does. It kind of gets in the way on the phone. I don't know that there's any way around that. Uh, but you could SpeakPipe now has it to where you can put a button so you could go to your contact us page. And where you've got, you know, all your information here, you have a form. You can actually have a button right here. You know, if you don't want to use this form, you know, oh, here you have all your Twitter and your Facebook. Everything's here along with your address. You could actually put a button right here. Click here to leave a message via microphone. If you didn't want it on your site. I, I know a lot of people, I have mine on my site. And I, I know that when you go to my website, it's it's in the way. It's, it's one of those things I wish they would have a way to say, if you detect a mobile site, yeah. you know, turn it off or something.
2: Yeah, I have that on like the contact us page. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that at the top of it and I have that on most of my posts now, but yeah, I didn't realize I was creeping over. So maybe I just need to take it off. I don't get that many, you know, so I don't know if it's even worth keeping. I just have kept it on there for some reason. Now, do you, I didn't even realize it made a problem. Thanks for telling me that.
0: That's Do you, uh, do you do all the website stuff or do you have somebody doing that for you or I do it all John, and, and, what are your thoughts on the uh, the theme? I, I'm dying to know.
2: <laughs> well, like I said, the the thing I I only dislike one thing about the theme, and that's what I said earlier is uh, you know when you're looking at the the second mm-hmm. uh, row of buttons, I'm going to call them, where it says backers, blog, and stuff. Uh, I really don't like the fact that that doesn't when you go over it doesn't highlight into a drop down menu. You know, showing my categories, subcategories. So under under videos, for instance, is my category, and I have five subcategories. Yeah, you know, if you go to the very bottom of the page, the yeah. very bottom in the center there, you'll see where it says select category, and then there's categories and subcategories. I wish I could do that at the top. You know, um, every other blog I've had before, template I've been able to do that have categories and subcat and the subcategories show up when you highlight, when you scroll over it. I, and I asked the developer guy about it, and I said, certainly it does it." Then he goes, well, Michael doesn't use subcategories. So <laughs> yeah, we don't have them on here. I was going, okay, well, now I find that out. <laughs> I said, maybe since you're maybe selling you it to the public, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should get, put that option on there. <laughs> you know? so That's the only thing I don't like about it is uh, the subcategories, that, that I only have categories. So when you go to videos – you have to scroll through all the videos if you just want to see, you know, the Cranky Coach Show or the Fast Pitch Chat Show because I have five shows. I think you have to go through, you know, four shows and they hit the show you're interested. Four more shows, hit the show you're interested in. You know, you have to look through all the things you aren't interested in.
1: Gary, I got to tell you, I love the, the names you come up with. I love the Cranky Coach Show. I love softballjunk.com. I mean, they're great, memorable names.
0: Well, in in case we forgot to mention it. Gary is the man behind, of course, podcast Biggle.
1: Yeah, that's
2: a long time now. Yeah, yeah that was uh that was a busy site at one time. I think Time Magazine, time I, right? Yeah, the 2007 50 coolest websites. You know, and I must not be very smart, Dave, because I was in there with YouTube. Uh, Mm -hmm. Facebook, MySpace, PhotoBucket, all these million-dollar websites, and now mine's just sitting there. I don't even take new podcasts anymore. I just have left it there just because I don't know why. It's not worth taking down, and it makes me maybe 500 bucks a month.
0: There you go. Awesome. Well, we we mentioned you and your call to action, so uh, let's take a listen to how you wind up your show. Now, as I mentioned
2: earlier in the show, you need to visit our website at fastpitch.tv Remember, there's no .com involved. You can also find us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash TV or follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash TV. And don't forget, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Um, you can do that. Just go to iTunes App Store and search softball. That's all for today. So next time. Thanks for listening. This has been the Fast Pitch
0: Radio Show. For more information on this podcast or to leave comments about any content, please visit fastpitch.fm.
1: This podcast is part
0: of the podcast.com the network. There we go.
2: So that whole ending has kind of changed now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It's one of your older shows. But, um, as we kind of mentioned now, the one thing I do like about your content and it's in everything that you do, we always talk about, uh, having people, you know, be yourself and you are just so Gary when you're on the mic, it's just, you're just talking and you, I love the fact that you're like, no, there's no .dot com, and you're kind of half giggling. And, uh, I just thought that's kind of cool. It wasn't. You know, you're not trying to be, okay, now let me tell you about FastPitch.TV. It was just, you're talking about it. And to me, I always tell people, you know, think about you're just talking to a friend. And that's, to me, how you always come across in your show.
2: Well, I think you do a lot of that, Dave, in your show. I hear you laugh a lot in your show.
0: I try. I crack myself up. <laughs>
2: See? Just I crack myself up. My wife always gives me a hard time. You laugh at yourself. You're...
0: <laughs> Nobody else laughs at my stuff, so I have to I guess I don't know
1: <laughs> Same yeah, thing as you, as you heard there, Gary, with your call to actions, we talked about uh, visit the website, visit YouTube, visit Twitter, visit iTunes, and that's kind of what we were talking about with give uh, one single clearinghouse for it. The other thing I'd recommend is uh, give them a reason. you know a lot of people at the end of their podcast, they talk about uh, the links that I mentioned earlier in the show notes, head to the website and get the show notes. Give them a a specific reason why they should visit your website. If you, if you like this show, you want to find more like this, or you want to find the video, the TV show um, that takes this to the, to the, to the nth degree, head on over to the website. Give them a specific reason why you want them to take your call to action.
2: Sounds like a good idea. That's a good tip. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't really give them a reason. I just <laughs> give them a lot of info. Hoping, <laughs> I figure if I throw enough stuff at them, something's going to stick.
1: <laughs> well, you you do it a lot in your commercials with the with the discount codes that you give. I mean, that's a very specific reason to act on your call to action. You know, you want to save thirty dollars on a softball bat. Here's the code. Here's what you got to do. Go get it. What and, and I can see where people would take action there.
0: Obviously you've been doing this since two thousand four, so something's working. And that was going to be one of my questions for you is because it really that is your your before you get into, oh by the way, do us in iTunes and do this and do that, you you do a bit about the, you know, sending in text, uh, whatever it is to some number and you get your code. How does is that working for you?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh yeah, I get texts all the time and my phone like lights up and says, You just got one or whatever. You know, it uh sends me a text letting them know. And then um Whenever I get in new bats, uh, I, I send out a blast all these people's phones with a link to where to buy the bat and say, "Hey, don't forget you got the code, you know, you know, blah blah blah. Click this button and uh, the new, the newest hottest bat just came in. I got 30 in stock. Except I don't say all that, but that's what I'm basically telling them.
1: And I noticed on there you said the the code's also good at your Arlington retail outlet. Uh, in one right, of the one of the that. commercials, do you find many people uh, redeem the code at the retail store, or do most of them just go online and and use it there?
2: A lot of them do uh, come in with the code as a matter of fact. Wow. And a lot of we get a lot of we get a lot of sales from the code, and uh, usually it's not just bats. Usually they buy several things, and then I have a lot of people who will send me emails and go, especially uh, coaches, uh, college and high school coaches, I'll get emails from them saying, hey, we have a list of things here we're getting ready to buy. Could you send us a price? I love the show. And that's how you know they say they add some on there. I love the show or uh, nice. thanks for all you do for softball because they aren't saying that because I sell them stuff, right. you know. Right. And it's really kind of odd um, when I go to events like especially the uh, the National Tespits Coaches Show how many really big name, I mean, in that genre, or that niche, people will come up to me. I mean, these people who are legends in that sport, and they'll say, hey, thanks for all you do for softball. I mean, they tell me that all the time, like I'm I'm not making any money or something off of yeah. it, I guess. And I, just, <laughs> I say, yes, I appreciate it. You know, during that Hall of Fame banquet that uh, one of my episodes was about, uh, just to give a little example, if I have a second to talk i don't know how long we go here but you know i'm taking pictures I, i've become the unofficial photographer for that event and then i share my photos with them and they have to put photos by fast Bitch tv on them when they publish them that's what they do and so i'm standing there taking photos and the greatest softball player of all times is going into their hall of fame uh, june joyce and she waves at me and i come walking on. I go, yeah she's up at the table you know uh, up front with the uh, 10 people sitting and she goes i just want to know i uh, you know i love your website if i can do anything to ever help you let me know and this is like she's going in the hall of fame the greatest softball player of all time she's like 65 and then the next day i'm walking waiting in the elevator and another one of the women who were going in the hall of fame there was four people going in the hall of fame she comes walking up to go in the elevator she goes i just want you to know i love your website Like, it ever help you let me know and so that's the kind of input i get there from people you know so it's, it's kind of cool
1: that's great you know we talk so much about um, if your first, uh, goal is to help people that it'll turn around and it'll come back to you tenfold. And Gary, your, your entire operation proves that you go out and you love what you do and you get involved and you help people and, uh, you draw attention to the sport. You highlight great coaches and in return, they, they pay you back and they don't even feel like they're spending money with you. They're just, they're just supporting what you do, which is amazing.
2: Yeah, that's how it seems to work because and – I, and, I, and you know it from the code, but like I said, you get a lot of people who are saying, hey, I watch the show and I want to do business with you because basically that's what I ask them now is, hey, if you like what I'm doing and you want to help support me, why not check out my website next time you need softball equipment? I don't expect you to buy if you're higher, but if I'm competitive, why not support what I do here and give me the business? You know, since I started doing that, you know, when I first started the show, I kind of tried to make it sound like it was a bigger company for some reason years ago. You know, here's the fast pitch radiation and here's softballjunk.com. And I really didn't like I didn't like say I did it more like it was a sponsor right. instead of like it was my company. And now I kind of tell them it's my business and my sales from it have picked up drastically just from telling them and, and giving them a call to action, saying, hey, here's what I want from you. I want you to like look at my website and buy from me if I'm competitive.
0: So you, and, you, you've you brought in the good old-fashioned thing that I can never say right, the law of reciprocity. That's it. Which is you've done something nice for them, so they're like, oh, I can support you and get 30% off a baseball bat? Why not? So. Yeah,
1: right. And they've also grown to know, like, and trust you, Gary. And and if if softballjunk.com was just simply a sponsor, they wouldn't know that they can trust that particular website. But now that they know it's yours, they're like, oh, well, that's just Gary. We love him. Sure, let's go buy from softballjunk.com.
2: Yeah, because sometimes when we get returns, it's addressed to me. You know, hey, Gary, this was the wrong size. You know, I mean, I get letters from him in there and stuff like that. You know, like when I go to the College World Series, which will be in a couple of weeks, uh, My experience has been that anywhere I go there, people come up to me and, hey, I love the show. I mean, it happens everywhere I do. You're Kerry from Fast Fish TV Show. I'm really recognized in that niche, you know, nowhere else. But in that world, I'm kind of like very well recognized.
0: You're the king, man.
2: I am the king. You know, uh, that's the way it goes in that niche. (laughs) Shame. It's such a small, small niche. But in that niche, I'm the king. Well, you there know, you go. Also, though, you know, from doing this show, this is a kind of cool story. This is a kind of cool story too. You know, I'm now the social media national director for U-Trip, uh, which is the uh, United States Sports Specialty Association. It's got 3.8 million members. It's the largest sports organization on the planet, and I'm their national media director. Social media is a paid position. Um, and that came from me being at the college world series and being seen out there and a the guy who was the president recognized me. And, uh, one thing led to another and over the years now I'm a national director of the social media for them. And like I said, it's a paid gig and not only is it a paid gig, I get free ads on other websites and I have access to their mailing list, you know, um, which <laughs> as I said, a big mailing list.
0: Well, here's a great question. How many years have you been doing the podcast when that happened?
2: Um, that happened in 2011,
0: seven so, years then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, that's, I've been doing it a while.
0: that's what I've been telling people. I had a guy today was talking about, um, you know, starting to monetize his podcast. He goes, I'll, I'll probably wait, you know, three months. And I'm like, how about three years?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when people ask me, cause people always ask, um, like when I first started building websites back in 96, people go, I want a website. What should I build one about? You know. And now everybody's going. But the same thing with podcasting. I go, do it in something you like because if yeah. you don't like it, you're going to hate it in yeah. five years. If you like it, if you love it, you may still like it in five years. Right. Yeah. You know, so, well, so do it about something preferably something you love because after five years of doing it, I don't care what it is. It's work after you do it five years.
0: Yeah. Well we always like to uh to kind of wrap things up and uh give you some some things to think of and the, the one thing that I it dawned on me about halfway through and it was one of your advertisements and I'm not sure where you would work it in I was just like oh wow why didn't I know that one of your advertisements they said like apparently you invented something that people use in softball you were a coach for a, like you won two championships or something like all your your credentials I was like wow why isn't this public, like, why isn't this used in the, the podcast somewhere? Because it just, it not that you need it, but it gives you more street cred to the brand new listener. They're like, well, who is this guy? He's Mr. Fast Pitch. But when I hear that, oh, by the way, he coached two championship teams and this and that, I was kind of like, wow, I, I think I'd use that a little more. But it, it was really cool that you worked it into an advertisement because then again, the ad didn't seem so much like an ad. It was almost like a, the story of Gary right in the middle of the ad. So um,
2: Yeah, that's the uh, home run commercial that it's yeah. in. Yeah, about the, I won two state championships with my uh daughter's team. And that's in there, and I have a couple of inventions that I've made for softball that I sell that and I mentioned those in that ad.
0: Yeah, and I was just like, Wow, that's that's a really cool story. So I was uh I I wouldn't lose that commercial. I thought it was uh something that again, just in the middle of it, I was like, Wow, this is if I if I didn't know who you were before, now I'm like, wow, this I really should listen to this. This guy knows what he's talking about.
2: Cool. So you thought that I didn't know that sounded corny as a matter of fact the two state championships I've always thought that sounded corny so you thought that gave me credibility
0: yeah I was like wow I didn't know that cool um, and I gotta tell you I, I had a hard time finding like that like I said that's kind of one of the things I thought well I would somehow try to work that in a little more um, in terms of what was great I've already said you know you're doing a great job I thought of, of interviewing your guests and, and now that you you're, you're using, you know, you're celebrity at this point, you know, you're getting great guests, but you're not, you know, you're not standing in their way. You're letting them be, you're letting them shine, which is really one of the great things to do. It, it doesn't do any good to have somebody on your show. If you don't let them be them, you know, it's, you're, it's not about you when this opens up. So on one hand, I'm saying you should make it more about you, but don't make it about you. I realize that's I'm somewhat contradicting myself. Uh, but I thought that was good. And the only thing I could think of, when I, like I said, I, I love your website. The only thing I could think of is maybe make a little more, you know, squeak an iTunes button in there, um, if if that's as you as you now start to relaunch the audio version, um, you know that, or, or put a link in your your email list or something like that to be sure to point that out. Other than that, uh, I was like, wow, this is a hard. You're making it hard to find something to go. Well, this this really needs a lot. Of, there wasn't anything that really needed a lot of work. So, Eric, what were your thoughts?
1: Uh, overall, the entire show, I thought it was great that you, uh, you tied in listeners using Facebook. Um, I would highly recommend you continue to do that because that fosters the community and, and drives the business. Uh, I love the fact that, uh, you have multiple lines in the water with the, with the, uh, podcast, the video show, the magazine, the online store, uh, all of it there. And they all kind of work together hand in hand. I thought it was great. Um, Make sure you're given a a strong single call to action that gets people to take the one action that you find most beneficial to what you're doing and uh, um, just find a a way to streamline that call to action. And and, uh, with regard to the website, uh, I think it's great. I think everything looks clean and you're doing a great job, Gary. There's only just a, a couple things there that I saw that could be tightened up a little bit. Other than that, it all looks pretty strong.
2: This went a lot better than I had thought.
0: <laughs> I was ready for the worst.
1: Well, there you go. Everybody usually is, but it, it's usually pretty painless. So find Gary over at fastpitch.tv. Eric, where can people find you? You can always find me online at podcasttalentcoach.com.
0: And, uh, and he's got a great show. Thanks, Gary. And you can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you'd like to be... In the hot seat on a Thursday night with uh, Dave and Eric. Uh, go over to podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. And uh, as you heard, we do this live and uh, we uh, tell you what you're doing right. We help you with anything that uh, you might be able to get a little tweaked. And uh, the, the bonus of it is, you know, this will be now in my YouTube channel. You get the promotion of being in on the actual audio podcast. And I usually play a clip in my actual show for the school of podcasting. So you get a lot of promotion in addition to some tips that you may or may not use. So again, check that out over at podcastreviewshow.com forward slash review me. And uh, we'll see you real soon with another episode. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about Book Launch Secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for. Absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on, and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book lunch. I can't wait to see you there.